Hello and welcome back to Encounters with Cryptids. I'm Ashley Greathouse. I am your host for today. And as I hinted last week, yes, if you guessed it, you're super smart. Give yourself a pat on the back. We're going to talk about Bigfoot. Now, this is such a fascinating cryptid because Bigfoot or any type of Bigfoot monster, we're talking Yeti, Bigfoot, whatever you want to call him, he is all around the world. So this really makes me think. I mean, it honestly does. So far, we've talked about mud mermaids. We've talked about puck wedgies. We're talking about Bigfoot. In each one of these, we have found either some type of evidence, whether we're going off of actual footprints that we have got out of muddy forest grounds, or if maybe there's a photo in existence or just stories that are so repetitive and so scattered throughout not just the state, but time and using that as evidence. Bigfoot probably has the most in its backing. That alone has made so many different Bigfoot researchers think that this creature is either 100% real or 100% some type of humans that are living out in the wilderness and just, you know, don't really care about their hair. Let it grow, baby. Let it grow. But there's even some researchers who believe that Bigfoot is more of an alien, or maybe that we're the aliens and Bigfoot was the original humanoid to roam this amazing planet of ours. But it's just fascinating that we have so many different Bigfoots, just like we have so many different cultures around the world, and each one has its own version. Now, in Indiana, kind of like the Pukwudgies, I wish that we could say that we have this real fancy term for Bigfoot, but it's, it's just Bigfoot. Now, are we known in Indiana to be Bigfoot County or country? No, no, not, not really. There hasn't been as many sightings here as there has been in other states. I will admit that, but we still have the sightings today. This is one of those creatures I can remember, little tiny child Ashley, who was just starting to get fascinated with the paranormal for reasons, for reasons, but I can remember having this conversation with my mom and her father and just bouncing off ideas and both of them just kind of laughed at the thought that ghosts could even be in existence. Yet both of them were leaning more towards believers of Bigfoot. So it's fascinating to me that we can have people that can believe in Bigfoot, but not believe in phantoms of another dimension. Does that mean that a Bigfoot monster is just simply more believable than a spirit of a deceased person still roaming around? Or does it go back to the evidence and there being more physical evidence of a Bigfoot monster than there is physical evidence for ghosts? And can we just laugh for a minute at how much it sounds like goats instead of ghosts? 
yeah, we can, we can laugh about that. It's totally fine. Now, in Indiana, we, we still have sightings up to this day. We average maybe about five reports a year. So it, it is very slim, the sightings. But it is very interesting to see where these sightings are occurring. That is one of the best ways to research all of this as evidence. Either these are places where Bigfoot monsters are actually living, or this is just communities that refuse to give up on the idea that Bigfoot might be in their woods. So these could be stories that are passed down through family member and family members, much like stories were passed down in my family. And that's just kind of implanting the thought that Bigfoot exists. So say I would be more persuaded, I want to say, into thinking that while I am out in the woods by myself, that I might have seen a Bigfoot monster because of growing up and just hearing these stories. It's put into your head, whether you're thinking about it in that moment or not, it's still in your subconscious. So is that what is happening? Is that why in Indiana there are particular sightings that occur in set locations? Or is it because there are really Bigfoot monsters living there? The skeptical side of me does, I, I want to... <laughs> I want to believe more that it makes sense that these are just families who have grown up hearing these Bigfoot stories, repeating them, and then fabricating them into existence. That is what I find more plausible. I feel like, especially in today's time with just the change in weather and environment, that Bigfoot would migrate a little bit, that it would kind of give up on one area as many animals do. They will give up, you know, whenever they have basically torn the forest apart, there's no more food left for them. They're going to move to different areas. So it, it is interesting to me that Bigfoot has yet to do that, at least in Indiana. Now there is, as I've said, you know, there's more sightings that occur in other states and we are seeing more of that migration in other states where Bigfoot is giving up on, you know, there's no more vegetation here for me to consume. So I'm going to go over here. It's just, it's a little bit better, you know, and they jog on towards that direction. So we are seeing that in other areas, but we're just, we're really not seeing that in Indiana. It, it is very prominent these places where Bigfoot has been sighted and that's really the only area that they've been sighted in. So tell me what you think. We we want to know. We want to hear from you. Do you believe in Bigfoot? Are you more apt to believe in that than you are to believe in a spiritual existence on a, a different level that maybe we don't understand? So let me know. Until next time. Much love to you, moi, and stay creepy.